0: I wouldn't mind,
1: wouldn't bother me too much if I got in on a little of this two week quarantine and for coronavirus before the whole thing uh, peters out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if I can. Sorry, I'm gonna have to stay in your room with the (coughs) Wi-Fi in your phone for the next two weeks. Oh, okay. Well, surely I'm allowed out in my backyard, right? Can I just, you know, sit out there in a lawn chair and sun myself? I've had worse days.
1: So, a couple of things on the coronavirus. When we got clips of the week coming up, uh, there's at least floating around the theory that it's a Chinese-created superbug from their. Chemical biological weapons lab mm. that just so happens to be in mm. that Wuhan province, which seems like quite a coincidence, right? And uh, that it somehow escaped the
2: the lab and got out there. Everybody say Wuhan! Everybody say Wuhan! The theory I like is that in that experimental uh, lab they use test animals, and and this is documented. The the techs and the doctors for a little extra income in their uh, in their commie uh, existence. They sell the research animals when they're done with them to those wet markets. So you experiment on a monkey for a few weeks, then you sell it for its meat to supplement your commie income. That's pretty well documented. And there's, it's, it's entirely possible that whether it was being developed as a weapon or just somebody had it and they were studying it, somebody in that lab sold a goat or whatever that was infected with this stuff. Or a pangolin, that curious creature.
1: Hey, this bat's a little limp. Do I have to pay full price for this? Oh, it's a very good bat. Uh, it's got uh, coronavirus. Yeah, you take it home. You eat it. Next thing you know, you fry it up. Um, what's, good fried bat? Mm. What, what what would you what would you put the percentage chance that China doesn't have a biological weapons lab where they're trying to make a killer virus?
2: Or, or, you know, bacteria or something, 0%. It's, Zero. A, it's 100% certainty sure. they are trying to do that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're developing every sort of weapon they possibly can.
1: And so this other thing that I just learned, I didn't know this, we had to decide whether or not we think this is a good idea. Pretty much all medicine comes from China, is made in China. Yeah, it's manufactured there.
2: Generally, it's American and European companies, but, yeah, they do the actual mixing up and stamping out the pills.
1: Is that a good thing? No, absolutely not. Whether they could tamper with it or shut it off, shut off the supply or whatever.
2: It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a vulnerability. Mm. It makes me uncomfortable. I mentioned this, that my blood pressure medication, is I've had to switch it out like four times now because they keep finding its trace amounts of bat leavings, alleged carcinogens and wet bats uh, in the <laughs> medicine. And so they keep swapping it around. Man, I got one that's got me dialed in right now. My blood pressure, I'm as placid as a summer's day right now, blood pressure wise.
1: I wish I could sell my great blood pressure. Oh my God, I I would buy
2: it. (laughs) Yeah, I know a lot of people would. Because it'll, if anything kills me prematurely, that'll be it.
1: Like standing here right now, I'm probably, I'm probably 108 over 72. Something like that. Mm. Just the way I am. I don't know why. Just genetic.
2: Genetics. Yeah. Yep.
1: I do my best to raise my blood pressure. Through eating and drinking and too much coffee. And yes, yes. Lack of exercise.
2: Bitter arguments with exactly. your co-host.
1: But uh, but no, it's just love.
2: Yeah, that's a gift. That's amazing. My wife's like that. But uh, what are you going to do? Mm. You, you get the cards you're dealt, Jack. You play them best you can. Huh? All right. Um. <laughs> why, why am I taking that tone? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, uh, here's what we got to do, though. Before we do anything else, take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. <laughs>
0: Besides, as soon as he had something to gain from apologizing, he did. And he did it like a man, begrudgingly and once.
1: Some of these people got to do what's right for the party and get out of this thing. I can't be as wild as Carvo, but he is damn smart. And I think he's damn right on this one.
0: You know, when Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad
3: thing?
2: China is an authoritarian country. But can anyone deny that they have taken more people out of extreme poverty than any country in history.
1: Why the nominee of the Democratic Party is telling people to look at the bright side
2: of the Castro regime? Let's look at no, the fact
1: oh check. I'm
2: doing doing the nothing fact. is what will
1: happen.
3: Senator
2: Sanders,
3: Do they hurt my uncle Dick in the deer stand? Joe Biden is like, it's like his head. ...is like a file cabinet drawer, but there are no file folders.
1: And they all told me the exact same thing.
2: The cops and the homeless. 90% are using meth on a regular basis.
0: But are you a capitalist? No, I'm not a capitalist. Do I believe that the profit motive is fundamental to human nature? The answer is no. This replaces
2: the old way of making a house smell like McDonald's, getting divorced.
1: The great what? pro bowler. A number of people have texted that that the Jesus thing. If you're familiar with the Jesus, who do who do they say I am? Oh, you know that's not, that sort not of thing. Jesus of Nazareth,
2: but the Jesus. <laughs> the Bible.
1: From no, no, the Big Lebowski. No, 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 my Lord and Savior Jesus. Really? Yeah. Okay. Who do they say I am? I am. You know that whole thing. So the pro bowler was like going Jesus on. That's us? what a bunch of pe- a
2: bunch that's of people texted respectful.
1: that that he's done interviews. Since he had that outburst. So he bowls a perfect game, and he screams
2: this for some reason. Who do you think you are, I am? No, who do you think you are, I am? I am what I am. No, that's
1: a Popeye. Yeah, no, Popeye. that's, that's not Jesus at all. No, no. Do you, maybe you can worship Popeye. That's your choice. Which
2: right? one had the huge forearms? <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they both did. That's a trick question. <laughs> all that up. rowing. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. wow. Careful, oh. careful now, I think. It's about as far as we want to go with that one. couple of things here. Uh, somebody
1: tweeted this. It explains itself. Neil Diamond, touching hands. CDC, no, do not touch hands. <laughs> Neil Diamond, reaching out. CDC, please avoid that. Neil Diamond, touching you. Nope, CDC says that is a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny, but So do. much conflict. Um, And this, this just across... Bernie substantial leads in the two biggest states for Super Tuesday, California and Texas. He's going to win California and Texas, wow. and a whole bunch of other states. Wow! He leads in the vast majority of them. He's probably going to lose tomorrow to to Joe because Joe um, tied in tight with the Democratic Party there, has put all his eggs in that basket.
2: South Carolina is one of my favorite places on earth. No but doubt, electorally speaking, who cares?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so uh, Bernie will lose that, but he's going to dominate on Super Tuesday.
2: Yeah. So. Wow! So Include. it's going to happen,
1: including quite possibly he's tied in Massachusetts. That's why he's campaigning there. Day he's going to beat Elizabeth Warren in her own state and try to drive her out of the race.
2: Wow! It's like attacking Richmond. Yeah, Civil exactly. War. Yeah, he's going to go into Richmond, try to get Jeff Davis and drag him out by his beard. <laughs> Sorry, I praised the South and I offended it in 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 the single segment i <laughs> I'm a loose cannon. I don't know what to do with me. Seems like I had something else to do. The biggest on. explosion since the Big Bang has been detected by scientists. Holy cow! Which may be, it's, uh, well, it, it seems to be true. I have no idea what to make of it.
1: But, um. Man, the Dow is currently down 700. Today? Today.
0: Holy cow. It's recovered. It was over 1,000 earlier. It's, it's ah. been Yes,
2: yeah, actually, it appears to be on the rise. It has risen. up down sinking now. It's sinking again. Now it's rising. <laughs> Thank you for that update. Now it's it's rising still. <laughs> now oh damn, it's sinking again. Boy, uh, yeah, you, it's it's you know what? How about it's,
1: the fact that even after the worst week since two thousand eight, it's still at twenty five thousand.
2: That's incredible. Well, I know, and this is such a great buying opportunity because this thing will run its course. Global supply chains will be reestablished, and everybody's going to be fine unless, God bless you, you get sick and die. And I certainly hope you and the people you love don't. But the rest of us will be fine, Um, and it will bounce right back. So this is a fantastic buying opportunity. And I must point out because, A, I'm a student of the market, and, B, I'm childish, Um, This is my favorite stock market term. The market is looking for a firm bottom. Mm. That's what it's doing right now. Everybody's trying to figure out when it's turning around, and then you're going to see them buy like lunatics, and it's just going to skyrocket. could take a while until we get a firmer grasp on how long global supply chains will be disrupted by the problems in China primarily.
1: No deaths from corona in the United States. A hundred people will die from the flu today.
2: Tim Cook uh, did an interview that I was listening to. He, he sounded sincerely not terribly worried. It's inconvenient because a lot of the assembly of Apple products does take place in China. A number of the components are made in the U.S., but um, he said essentially, you know, we're working for workarounds, and, and we just got to be patient, but uh, it should be fine. So I thought, and, and again, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was being sincere about it. Did
1: he mention the new, the new smaller iPhone that's expected to come out next he month? He did not, sir. Okay. He did not. So I'm kind of excited about that. I want to go back to small.
2: Really? Yeah. Do tell. I love my big old iPhone. Oh, do you? know I want to go Size back to... Size of a griddle. I want mm-hmm. to go back to cook small. Cook up half a dozen flapjacks on it.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like one hand. I like to be able to operate everything easily one hand. Mm. I don't like doing two hands. Yeah. Have you considered getting adult-sized
0: hands?
2: <laughs> I, you you I, can I reach
1: everything with one hand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really?
2: I know a doctor in Chinatown. He'll stretch your fingers. Mm. It's a six-week process. Painful doesn't begin to describe it, but it is successful.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: About an unnecessary censorship debate-related that I think you're really gonna like.
2: Oh boy, uh, Michael, do me a favor. Maybe we can re-enter the next segment with the uh, Muse's ditty uh, "Supermassive Black Hole," as that term will be used in the following segment. That reminds me, my uh, my project over the weekend is to write a song entitled "Uncle Dick Up in the Blind." Uh, deer stand. Deer stand. Right. Okay. Uh, what's the specific phrase? Because I, I've got to have the specific phrase in the lyrics. Uncle
3: Dick in the deer stand.
2: Uncle Dick in, they... the deer, in the deer stand. Is it going to be like a novelty tune? I like... haven't decided yet. Or... It might be a, a Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska-era lament about the wow. vanishing of the economies of a small-town America. Wow. Or it might be a series of really simpleton double entendres. There you go. <laughs> have not decided yet. Anyway, scientists have uh, detected evidence of a colossal explosion in space five times bigger than anything ever observed before. Thought to be the biggest explosion since the Big Bang. The huge release of energy is thought to have emanated from a supermassive black hole. Ding! Some 390 million light years from Earth. The eruption, Jack, is said to have left a giant dent in the Ophiuchus galaxy cluster, tell you what, you're gonna, you got a you got a giant dent in your Ophiuchus. <laughs> Take a while. We got to <laughs> hammer that out and <laughs> then refinish it. Uh, let's see. I've tried to put this explosion into human terms, and it's really, really difficult," said this a scientist lady from the BBC. Um the best I can tell you is that if this explosion continued to occur over the next 240 million years, which it probably didn't, it'd be like sending off 20 billion billion megaton TNT explosions every thousandth of a second for 240 million years. <laughs> but they don't have any idea what caused it or anything like that? It? It's a supermassive black hole doing what they do, I guess.
1: But so if that happened close to us, that would just obliterate everything instantly, right?
2: That'd be um, something. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd imagine. So that would be something, Jack. <laughs> It's, the it's total to, obliteration of everything we've ever known, yes. But
1: that's hard to wrap your head around that there, there could be a giant explosion and then just everything's over. And, you know, depending on what you believe in God or whatever, but if there's not a God in an afterlife and something else, it's just done. It's just over in an instant. But well,
2: if you wanted to destroy something... Setting off twenty billion billion megaton tNt explosions every thousandth of a second for two hundred and forty million years would do it <laughs> right and then
1: I, and so you logically would assume there wouldn 't be there 'd be anything left even like fine there 'd be no Future life anywhere in the universe that could find and re-put together our civilization and everything that oh, happened. Oh, no, everything would be, be
0: atomized. Yeah. Oh, they'd find my YouTube channel or something.
1: i would
2: figure <laughs> it out. They'd find my Instagram floating in space.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you know what unnecessary censor- censorship is? Jimmy Kimmel does it on his show. These are not... Bad words. They you bleep out clean words. Regular yeah. words. But they put the bleep in such a place that it makes it sound dirty. So keep in mind you're not hearing anything filthy. If you do and you get offended, you gotta take a look at yourself. Perv. You perv.
3: Good evening and thank you so much for joining us tonight as the seven candidates for the Democratic presidential nomination will f right here on this stage when you have a small f- People always tease you. And if you're
1: watching right now and you're a billionaire, I will
2: your. I'm going to be announcing uh, exactly right now that I'm going to be our vice president, Mike Pence. So childish. It is. Childish (laughs) and idiotic.
1: The Mayor Pete one's really good. (laughs) Because that's the sort of thing Bernie would, you know, he's insinuating, really. Bernie is? About Mayor Pete? Heck, yeah. He's got 40 billionaires.
2: Oh. Oh, oh. to his campaign. Now I'm following you.
1: If you are a billionaire, I'm willing to blank your blank right here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What he
2: said was raise your taxes if you saw the debate. Oh, there you go. There's nothing dirty about that. No, certainly not. Oh, that reminds me, though. This is dirty as can be. This is some dirty, dirty stuff. Elizabeth Warren is announcing a plan to tax unrealized capital gains. This appears to be the new hotness in the Democratic Party. The idea being...
1: She's got a habit of doing these... Uh, proposing really outlandish things the day before a contest.
2: Um, yes, although Bernie Sanders and Chris Van Hollen, who's this numbskull from Maryland, a uh, senator... Uh, introduce legislation that would tax non-qualified stock options at vesting rather than at exercise for employees making at least $130,000 a year. This is a similar idea. The point being, if you, and this is probably an unfortunate day to to bring this up, but if you, say, bought some Apple stock and it went up $100 a share, you bought 50 shares, whatever, so you got $5,000 on paper, you would get taxed on that even if you didn't get it, cashed it out. So that's money you haven't made yet and may never make, but you would be taxed on it because it exists in theory. That is the sort of thing you could sell to the masses who don't understand what those words mean. And it's That's just, an elitist view. And it's accurate, too. Yeah. So where does that leave us? I don't know. We were
1: talking the about the crowd this. liking me and not liking you.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of used to that. Um, it's absolutely elitist well, It's like uh, earlier today, we discussed there are a significant percentage of Corona drinkers who now will not drink Corona beer because of the coronavirus. <laughs> I want their names, I want a list of them, and I want them barred from entering any polling station in America. This just seems like a reasonable
1: precaution. Can you
0: lose the
2: vote. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Scientists in Israel believe they have discovered the first ever animal that can survive without oxygen. Said scientists, oh, no, it died. <laughs> it died in the box, guys. I
1: missed the joke. Hansen was talking in my ear. Died it. I hate it when I miss a joke. What's scientists
2: container? in Israel believe they have discovered the first ever animal that can survive without oxygen. Said scientists, oh, no, it died. <laughs> <laughs> it died in the box, guys. Oh, jeez. Oh, dark it, hilarious.
1: Jeez. I didn't see that story the other day. It's the first beast that can survive without oxygen. I thought, what, what do you make of that?
0: Well, we all can for a while. <laughs> right.
2: No, what it, that reminds me of my favorite joke about skydiving. You don't need a parachute to skydive. You need a parachute to skydive twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but what does it mean for beasts? We've always assumed that any beast like us would need oxygen living on another planet. Well, this beast doesn't need oxygen. So. A
2: silicon-based life form, Jim.
1: Hey, a message to uh, some of our listeners. We're, we're, we're switching radio stations in one of our towns. We're on a bunch of radio stations all over the country. Um, the only one that's changing on Monday is in San Francisco. We're no longer going to be on KGO 810. We're going to be on KSFO
2: 560. Mm-hmm. If you're listening. So, just walking down a hallway.
1: Just walking down the hallway and open a door. Move my coffee cup down there.
2: Just a little bit of synergy, if you will, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're uh
1: a fan of us in San Francisco, you know that uh, other shows on the station don't exactly match up with our thinking, and it will be true when we move to 560, so yeah, just it's just, mark that down so you're not shocked.
2: It makes a little more sense in terms of just uh, the strength of the radio station, just, you know, not to get too deep into the sort of thing, but... You know if you're if you, listeners to your midday show and your afternoon show and your evening show are going to be more likely to like your morning show that's a good thing for everybody. Sure. So it's it's kind of a realignment thing. Um and uh no, I don't have the slightest interest in hearing some of the bad things that some of the other people <laughs> have said because I don't care um and and I don't punch down. Which is punching down, even saying that. Yes it is. And I enjoyed it. Okay. It made you feel good?
1: Because that's what I'm all about.
2: <laughs> sure you are. Uh, making myself feel good. Punching down at idiots.
1: Um. So we talked earlier about the Bernie Sanders article in Political magazine from 2015. Political Magazine thought, okay, Bernie's become a big deal. I mean, he's actually kind of challenged Hillary. Nobody knows anything about him. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Vermont and interview his friends and find out something.
2: Who is this bellowing Marxist wackadoo? And uh,
1: that information didn't leave a mark because I didn't remember it. Neither did you. And uh, so now they uh, <laughs> these articles are kind of making the rounds again. Now we had a conversation earlier with Lonnie Chen who kind of thinks, you know, I don't think voters care. I wonder if we've gone through a period where... Uh, as we all know, JFK could have mistresses while he was president, let alone when he was younger. Right. And uh, we didn't we didn't talk about it. We talked about policies, what they're currently doing now in their job as a government official. Mm-hmm. Which um, I used to think was bad because character matters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but, God, we've spent so much time now getting bogged down with various character things. We, we ignore the policy stuff, it seems to me. Which is ridiculous. We went through a period of time. So we're going to ignore Bernie's early life. Uh, he had a short marriage, then he had a kid out of wedlock, blah, blah, blah. Does it matter to yourself? Stuff doesn't matter to me at all. doesn't matter to me flipping at all. If he's a small government, low tax conservative, he's my man. If he's a socialist, he's not.
2: You might not be enthused about the things he did, Correct. right? I mean, you still might condemn them. But you're not going to vote for the other person,
1: man, and a lot of a lot of um I'm thinking of David French, who writes for the dispatch, a lot of conservatives think, no, the whole character thing is very important for the leadership for the leader the leadership of the country and everything yeah like I get
2: that, that. I, I get their point. I
1: kinda do I just why am I looking to a politician for my guiding light of character?
2: Yeah, that gets down to I heard a guy um he was part of the Kabbalah folks who've come out to. Uh, suggests that the president, the current guy, is doing a terrible job with the coronavirus dealio, and he was going on and on. It's a shame you didn't hear it because you'd have gone crazy, Jack. He was talking about how we just we we needed the president to come out and reassure us and explain yeah, the policy, that, that, and and the president didn't give me confidence, and and you know the whole the president is our king and our grandpa. I, just, therapists. I don't feel it. There's yeah, a there's a,
3: there's
1: a shooting somewhere and the president has to get the right words and the right tone to help the nation heal. What a load of blank and crap that is. No. If you're looking to the president to help you heal,
2: what the what are you expecting out of these people? It's the reason the Constitution was designed the way it is, because people want a king. The founding fathers knew that. It
1: seems weird to me. Yeah. There are there are instances where I think that um, uh, various spink- speeches Lincoln gave during the Civil War were very important to yeah. you know that sort of thing. But just every event, the, a, a, a hurricane in Texas hits, and it's the president's job to get us through it m- mentally.
2: Uh, it just seems a- and weird me. if he falls down on the job or isn't quite sympathetic enough or what have you, he gets murdered for it. So as, as if he personally is going to, like, bail out houses.
1: But it's interesting. It, it, it's, it seems like maybe we're going to start to get away from at least prior character, what you what you did as a 25-year-old. Bill Clinton had to lie about smoking pot in college mm-hmm. because there was certainly a belief that, well, if he did smoke pot in college, it's disqualified. No way he can be president of the United States. Mm-hmm. It seems laughable now, yeah. not just because of the changing attitudes about marijuana. It's just right. like... You did something once when you were 20, and so you can't be president? No. That
2: was an odd period of our history. So anyway. That that strange puritanism.
1: I just wonder how much enthusiasm there will be for digging into Bernie Sanders' background. He's got a period there that's uh, the late 60s to around early 80s, um, from when he was like 25 to 40, where it's pretty difficult to see how he supported himself. He just kind of floated around and lived a, a, a very poor, getting your electricity shut off sort of lifestyle, being a community organizer sort of politician guy for a failing party, and then all of a sudden he gets a job as mayor and he's off and running as a politician. Right. Well, uh, you know... And, uh, he, he, did, he did say at the time when he was, he was on uh, unemployment checks or welfare or whatever you got for a while, whatever you called it there in Vermont at that time, um, he thought that that should be, you could do it forever. Yeah, should be a, the sort of thing you can just keep doing, well, which they, is just crazy in my mind.
2: They will dig into his past and they will run that stuff up the flagpole because a certain number of Americans will not put up for uh, with uh, you know uh, producing a child out of wedlock then not supporting them. It might not be a big percentage, but if it's one percent, that's worth no, doing. That would matter to me if and you then had the a kid whole kid the and the didn't, permanent welfare thing is just repugnant.
1: That would matter to me if you didn't support your kid. That's that's a that's a that, that's not okay. I can't just say ah well you were twenty five. What'd you know? That doesn't work
2: for me. Right. Right. Um, So, yeah, they'll run all that stuff up the flagpole. But
1: certainly the why your marriage fell apart, how would you have a child out of wedlock stuff, I...
2: Well, given the fact that we have a binary system, and not for any good reason, by the way. Why there aren't three strong parties or four um, is beyond me. We have a duopoly in Washington, D.C., and it is to our detriment. But anyway... um, uh, it, it, the fact that it is a binary choice there are things that you may find uh unpalatable or repulsive or whatever but they're not disqualifying and the evangelical community gets a lot of you know guff for supporting trump though he is uh he is not to me a uh, extremely moral person.
1: I mean, it's the best Be- thing that ever happened for the abortion argument.
2: Right. It's uh, yeah. It, it, it's a binary choice, and there are things that are uh, unpalatable but not disqualifying, and that's the way you got to look at politics if you have a binary choice. I think
1: the the commentators I like who do care about character, and I certainly understand that argument. I yeah. would like it if it this way. I just have such low expectations for politicians. I mean, my kids are going to grow up in a household believing that politicians are just, by nature, liars and thieves anyway.
2: Presumption of guilt. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, 100%. Oh,
1: no way. When they were younger, they acted badly. They act badly now.
2: That's <laughs> what I expect out of them. Yeah, but the judges are better than the other guys' judges. So, all right, this jerk over this jerk. That's fine with me. You know, I'm reading this this piece about Hispanic support for Bernie in California, and it's a real head-scratcher. It's almost entirely young Hispanic, People who who aren't familiar with a lot of his stances and they're just dewy-eyed idealists who fall for his crap, in my opinion. Um, But it's uh, it's interesting. None of the state officials are supporting him. No Hispanic state official is, but he has huge support among the youngsters. Um, And there's just there's such a stew of beliefs and voting coalitions and voting groups and different audiences for every election. It all gets mishmashed together, and then it spits out a result in November.
1: Bernie was on unemployment, or um, i have to reread it to get the words right. I'm not sure if it was unemployment or just welfare, but he was on some sort of government check when he wasn't making a living, and he was sitting around in his apartment. um, Writing
2: tracts in support of Chairman Mao.
1: And, uh, you know, reading books about Marx that he checked out of the library. So uh, if he was getting government money while he was doing that, and he's like 35 years old, if he did that for a long time, I would think that'd be a pretty big ding.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's very good at counterpunching. He's, in fact, he's probably the best of the Democratic field, Bloomberg being the worst. Although, interestingly, I heard an interview, and he was explaining why we're not electing a debater-in-chief. We're looking for somebody to manage the government and run it. It was great. It was mm. really good. Actually, we have that clip, don't we? Uh, it's pretty short. Can we hear number 34, please?
0: Aren't Democratic voters looking for someone who can really stand up to Donald Trump on the debate stage?
3: No, they're looking for somebody who can run the country and somebody that can beat Donald Trump. And the debate is just one thing. We're not looking for a debater-in-chief. You know, just because you're a good college debater doesn't mean you can run the country. This is insanity.
2: There's no arguing with that. Yeah, and then he goes on in clip 35. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Why not?
3: And what I found so difficult in the first debate was I got out there and they're all yelling at each other and nobody's listening to each other and they're talking over each other. And then the second debate, Sanders and Warren gave the same answer to every single question, no matter what the question was. They said the same thing. Why does that help the public make a decision as to who's going to beat Donald Trump and who is going to be able to run the country? Do you really want a debater or do you want a manager who's been there and done that? I think you'd be hard-pressed to find very many people who lived in New York City during my 12 years in office who wouldn't tell you it was the best job any mayor has ever done. New York was so much better during those 12 years than any other period in history. I'll rest on my uh, laurels. He's,
2: he's right about that. Um, but the point about Bernie is most of his support, in my mind, is emotional. He makes people excited and feel good. And if I went after him over the, uh, you know, being a lazy, no good welfare scum sucking, uh, you know, bum well into his 30s, he'd bellow back about he was studying how to change the system, and he's here now to change the system. And if I caused any emotional lull in his supporters, he would bring it right back up again. He's good at that.
1: He's won something like 17 elections. He is really good. And one pundit I thought this was good. He has the almost nobody else has ever been able to do it ability to be angry and talk about negative things while being positive and uplifting all at the same time. Mm. He does pull that
2: off somehow. Yes. it's Which is a heck of a talent. Yeah, he's the righteous uh, uh, quester after justice.
1: Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be fun to watch.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Is this a controversy or a fake controversy? I can't quite tell. Pete Davidson has said something that has the gay community upset in a Netflix special that comes out this weekend. Which means you now know that Pete Davidson has a Netflix special out this weekend.
2: That's how they get you. Uh, I, I like how everything's a community now. You can't say black people. You say the black community. As if they're all getting together at a community center to discuss what's happening in the community.
1: But your sense is, uh, Sean, that gay people are actually upset? Gay men are actually a little upset about this? Uh,
0: people have written things with the, the words that express anger <laughs> online. I have no idea what people actually feel anymore. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. All feelings are dead. I don't know if- <laughs> It's time for
1: me to act angry. Hold on a second, honey. I've got to act very angry, and I've never been this mad. I can hardly talk. Age,
2: outrage protocol. My hands
1: are shaking. I'm
2: so angry. I I'm almost done. I okay, never listen, okay, let's... watch, root for you again, etc.
1: Anyway, here's a little from T- Pete Davidson's stand-up special.
2: But there's always one gay, Brad, that I don't think is... Gay at all. Girls laugh. Every guy's like, yeah, Kyle. It's that gay
3: dude that'll like run up on your girlfriend and like squeeze her boobs and like slap her ass and be like, damn girl, you look great. Ah! I don't find that funny. Like at all. I'm sorry. Like I'm all for the gayness. You know, it doesn't mean I'm against gayness. It's just like you just get to slap ass on the technicality.
0: That's not fair at all.
2: Nobody's outraged by that.
1: Well, and and, uh, (laughs) it turns out that is kind of a thing. What was that video we were looking at earlier? Somebody on the red carpet for the Golden Globes actually squeezing Scarlett Johansson's, you know, chest area. But because he's gay and outlandish, you can do that. Well, that's either okay or it's not. Does being gay make any difference? I don't know.
0: If the two adults who are engaging in that are fine with it, then I have no reason to but no straight guy Wrong, could do that though. I'm could outraged.
1: You? If a straight guy did you, that would be by definition a, a hashtag #me too something. Wouldn't well, no
2: it? matter what Scarlett Johansson thought of it. Yeah, it, it wouldn't would make it be a difference. An outrage.
1: Right. You're using your power or male something or whatever. I don't.
2: Know. Well, outrage culture is dumb from top to bottom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On the other hand, there are legitimate expressions of outrage. So it's just it's when everybody's being all funny, <laughs> it's difficult to take any of these things seriously. I don't know. When am I supposed to be outraged? I'm not outraged. The guy touched her boob. She doesn't seem to care. But if I did it, you're right. My career would be over. What? Because he's like, see, what do you have some support under there? He's like lifting up her little half bra or whatever.
0: But I, I can also envision a scenario where a a gay reporter, whom I don't know what their past relationship, but I, I feel like there is a scenario where she would also brush back against that. The fact that she didn't push back in any way makes me think that they have some sort of friendship, or er, er, er. Uh, engagement so, before, who you is? just said, er, er, er. Yeah, because the music started and I was Stuart. trying to wrap up my phone. Er, Stuart er, er, er. Smalley,
1: the, uh, the, uh, the senator from up in Minnesota. Al Franken? Al Franken. Yeah. If he had been gay, he could have grabbed those women
0: that way, right? N- not and it just sound sh- like outrageous? I don't think so. No, you I think, think so? it's an oversimplification. Because mm-hmm. that gal was asleep. I think, I think gay people are more likely to be able to get away with it, but it doesn't mean that they get a free pass mm-hmm. on all of it.
1: I just got to know the rules. So means put them out on a, in a book. Final thoughts with a Yeah! Here's our host for Final Thoughts on a Friday, Joe Getty.
2: Hey get lungsum, huh? Let's get a final thought from everybody. Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room.
0: Michael. Okay, I've got an eight thirty haircut. I've gotta do grocery shopping and I've gotta get my car cleaned. This is the exciting life of Michelangelo. Hang on for dear life. (laughs) Wow. Positive Shaw, final thought for us? I am going to see the fantastic J.B. Smoove. You may know him from the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm show. Hilarious stand-up comedian. I'm uh, catching him live this weekend, and I will do my best not to become outraged at a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? Yeah,
1: I'm going to put some time thinking about this. Do I care about the
0: past
1: of presidential candidates? How they acted when they were younger. How much do I think that reflects on anything? Or do I only care about their policies today? I'm going to have to think
0: about that.
2: You know, it's funny. I'm going to shelve my final thought and just respond to that. I think in the primary process, you might take it more seriously if you have a couple of candidates who have similar uh, policy positions. But these days especially, I mean, Mayor Pete and Bernie have very little in common politically. Right, I mean, some, but a little. Like, maybe Amy Klomacher would be a better example. So between those two, you might, you know, boy, he had a series of affairs, the rest of it. But, man, if it comes down to, like, Bernie and Trump, nobody's going to forgive Trump for his uh, sins, or nobody's going to vote for Trump. Because they disapprove of Bernie, or vice versa. Right, 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 In terms right. of their personal life, nobody, 0%.
1: Like you, we, I said yesterday, they does it move, move the needle? And Sean said, I don't feel like anybody's needle moved in a very long time.
2: Yep, well said.
1: Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Hey,
2: head to armstrongandgetty.com. Our brand new Armstrong and Getty Extra Large podcast book review thingy is on there, uh, featuring a bitter argument between positive, uh, I'm sorry, between uh, Tim Lawyer and myself. It gets, up, it
1: gets ugly. Tune into it. We'll see you on Monday, in theory. Uh, God bless America.
0: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, Owen and from Matt's Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come. To go the death still comes down in his bed tomorrow I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some
3: other time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh.